Today on Tactical Boot Podcast, we're going to talk about FTO, trainees and trainers. Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Blue. This is your host, Hector Solis. I'm glad that you're back, and I hope that you liked the last episode. Uh, I put a, a little bit of work on that, and I'm going to give you good, good stuff today. We're going to talk about the FTO program. For some of you don't know, uh, the field training officer program is implemented in every police department throughout the nation, whether it's a one-man department or... 100,000, whatever, New York City, you know, you have plenty of officers there. So it depends on each department. Some departments do long FTO programs, three, four, five months. Others do uh, maybe a month, month and a half. It all depends on manpower and the necessities the department needs. Again, I'm going to teach you mistakes you rookies are making and how to correct them. For the field training officers, I'm going to give you documentation that you can use with your field training officers. And also, we're going to talk about the best way to do traffic stuff. So please stay tuned and we're going to jump right in. So what is the field training officer program? So majority of the departments, what they do is they they get brand new officers, rookies uh, out of the academy, whether it's self-sponsored or they have their own academy. They grab all those officers and they put them out with veteran officers to train and see how the you know police works and like the actual uh, hands-on part of the training. So you're gonna learn procedures, you're gonna learn policies, you're gonna le- learn case law. Some of the case law that they didn't touch in the academy. Also, how to do certain tactical movements, certain tactical th- things out on um, <clears throat> excuse me out on the street. So. You're going to be learning a lot of things in a very short period of time. In order for you to learn all this stuff, you need to come really prepared. You need to do your homework. You need to be at home learning case law. You need to be learning the pinnacle of your state. Also, physical training is very important. And you're going to be learning a lot of procedures. So remember, there's going to be times where you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And it's normal. We, as FTO officers, expect that you make mistakes. However, we expect that you fix those mistakes before the next shift. Because if we keep seeing the same mistakes over and over and over, that means that you're not learning for what we're teaching you. And then the remedial training is going to come. You're not going to like it. And once the remedial training finishes and you're still making the same mistakes, you're going to move on to another profession. They're not going to keep you. I guarantee you that. And let me tell you the one thing that you cannot make mistakes on. There's only one thing. Officer safety. You can make mistakes on paperwork. You can make mistakes on if I'm asking you a question and you don't know the case law or the law, certain law from the penal code or transportation code. Yeah, that's fine. You can learn that later or you can review it a little bit more. But you cannot relearn officer safety because that bullet, when it comes out of the barrel, is not second chances. It might hit you, it might kill you, or it might kill your field training officer. Learn to pay attention, keep your head on a swivel, looking around, and pay attention to what your FTO is telling you about the streets. He knows the streets, he's been around it, he wants to see you succeed. So what are some of the things as a brand new field training officer, uh, I mean you as a rookie, as a trainee, what are some of the things that you're going to see and you're going to feel? I know that you're going to be ready for action, right? But you're not going to be ready for paperwork. Okay, 
that's normal. I was everything I'm telling you. This is what uh, I experienced and what I've seen with other new recruits. Okay, so you're gonna be ready for action. You wanna go jump and do every single thing, right? And it's normal. We expect all that. All right, you're, it's gonna be easy for you to take any type of call, whether it's a shots fire call to just an assist complaining or just in our case in my case where where i work is lose livestock you know we have a lot of calls like that so and reckless drivers so you might you're ready to jump you know into action and the one thing you're gonna start noticing is that you think everybody's telling you the truth okay and uh that doesn't happen okay people lie they're gonna lie to you and you're gonna feel hurt because you're the police and how dare you to lie to me right but no that's really normal you're gonna be Quick to use the lights and sirens and go code three to all the calls. Don't, okay? No, all the calls are code three. Depending on your department's policy, follow policy. In my department, we don't have a policy for uh, responding code three. I don't respond to code three to like a lot of things, okay? Unless it's um, somebody's dying or something there is really a big emergency then yeah, no, they're not gonna get cold through you. Not aware of your surrounding is gonna be a mistake. You need to be paying attention. You're gonna be, make that mistake. No, no, you need to look around. You need to look at hands. This is what's gonna kill you, okay? This is what, right here, hands. Looking good versus tactical mindset. Again, you wanna get all this gear on you and you wanna look cool because you wanna look like good, like Instagram pictures, right? And Facebook and all this operator tactical bs don't simplicity you need to look simple you need to act according to what the fto tells you uh, again all that uh tactical stuff it it does apply but when you're overdoing it and when you have for example your ar-15 rifle and have a laser and a scope and a red dot and all these tools if you don't train with them you're gonna fucked up okay just to be honest you're gonna you're gonna mess it up. You're gonna you're whenever something happens, you're not gonna be ready. It's better to have a simple tool to act on, and the same thing with your equipment. It's better to be simple, okay? So don't be going all crazy and start putting all kinds of stuff on your equipment. Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss method. Last thing you're gonna notice is that you're gonna have lack of command presence. That's just going to happen. It doesn't come on the first day or the first year. Okay. It's not going to be there. This, this is command presence. It's a thing that you learn over time. It's just a matter of, of experience. So it is what it is. So don't get all butt hurt. There are some things you're going to notice with your field training officer, the person who's training you. And uh, some of the things that you're going to notice are funny and some are real, okay? Like really, really cool. I can tell you how the call is going to end before I get there, okay? Especially if I've been to that same home or the same area. Uh, I can tell you like who they are and how the call is going to end, all right? Especially when I'm reading the call notes. Yeah, I can kind of know like, okay, this, this is what's going to happen and this is how I'm going to act. And this is what's, you know, the person if he's going to jail or not, depending, right? Uh, again, it's not a hundred percent accurate, but it's it, it is there. Okay, so um, you have to understand as a veteran officer, there is five minutes of fun and three hours of paperwork. Get used to it. All right, this is the reason why some veterans don't like to go to certain calls because they know the outcome. Yeah? But I mean, majority go like they supposed to. Siren sounds get annoying after thirty seconds. I 
heard them enough throughout my career that I don't like it's they're just there. I mean, there's nothing exciting about it, really. Often the same person will call for the same problem. You're going to see the same pattern of uh, crimes over and over with the same people. He, and I know officers who told me that they arrested the dad, actually the grandpa, the dad and the kids, you know, the son or daughter. So sometimes it goes the whole family goes to jail, right? It just happens. So you need to ask questions. Some of these veteran officers know a little bit more about the law or case law or transportation code. Uh, I still call people, you know, they, they have more experience than me and ask them questions. So please ask questions, no matter if you are a brand new officer or 20 years in the, on the job, there is something you're going to encounter that you've never seen before. So... Uh, tactics are important if you want to go home, so remember that. Tactics, tactics, tactics. Talking to people versus yelling. Again, this goes back to the command presence. Yelling is not command presence. I can show show up to a call, and uh, they know that I'm in business, okay? And I'm not, I'm not trying to brag about myself or whatever. Uh, it's just, it is what it is, okay? Your demeanor, your face, your the way you stand... The way you carry yourself, the way you have your equipment ready, your uniform. There's a lot of factors that go into the command presence. So just because you have a badge doesn't mean people are going to respect you. Okay? Just don't take it personal. All right? Just let it go. It is what it is. So here are 10 mistakes that uh, rookies make when starting the FTO program. So let's check them out. First of all. Not listening to the radio. Pay attention to your call sign. Pay attention because this patch is going to send uh, uh, the cavalry after you if you're not paying attention to your radio because you're not responding. If you're not going code four when you're supposed to, when your FDO told you to do so, then that's going to be a problem. Okay, so listen to the radio. When you're off duty, uh, try to, if you can, get a scanner radio and just try to listen so you can develop what is called radio ear. Okay, so that's when you're could be talking like if you and me right now we're talking and I listen I heard my my call sign go off then I can respond so my head is gonna okay what's going on that's what a radio ear is okay number two jump into conclusions listen to the whole story again you might go to a domestic violence call and you might hear the wife you know get the story out and you're like oh man this guy is the bad guy but you don't know if he, he she might be the first aggressor. You don't know. You need to pay attention and listen to both sides of the story, put them together, and see which one is more believable. It also depends on physical evidence as well as testimonial. Number three, not having your equipment ready. That is a problem, okay? Your FTO is going to call you out on that. And if I was your FTO, I was going to call you out on that. So come prepare, bring your equipment, and make sure it's functional, okay? Make sure it's functional. I had... Uh, PP, probation, probationary police officers, it's the same as rookies and uh, FTO trainees, probationary police officers, PPOs, then they didn't have their stuff ready. Okay, come prepare. Number four, do not get into stuff of duty. Yes, you have a batch. Yes, you are a police officer. No, don't get into stuff off duty. Just because somebody park in the handicapped space, you don't have to go and batch. Go with your batch out there. Hey, I am the law. Blah, 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 blah. Move out. No. Unless it's something where somebody's life is in danger or 
you could save somebody like for example an active shooter something like that in that case yes you can uh, you can go ahead and act but other than that no I, I should just not to do it okay number five failure to know the law read your state penal code you need to know it but you don't need to know verbatim but you need to know like what's legal and what's not okay so make sure you read your uh, penal code number six it goes to the traffic code okay know the traffic code why because this is your bloodline to effectively stop crime while it's on wheels okay so if you don't know what you can stop people for there's some believe me there's some obscure things that you can stop people for and like if you're really good about it and you're like oh man like um like for example mud flaps you know a lot of officers don't look into that kind of stuff uh, the window tint here in Texas, it has to be 25% or above. Uh, give me, let me give you another one. Smoke, like, you know, those big uh, pickup truck, they, they, uh, they have like the big exhaust. Well, in the state of Texas, that when the exhaust smoke come out, it cannot be levitating in the air for more than 10 seconds. Okay, it has to dissipate. So you can stop people for that. So know the traffic code. Seven. Failure to know and apply case law. Uh, you're going to encounter some people out there who you pull over, especially in like those sovereign citizens and all that BS. They know case law. And if you don't uh, come back with the correct case law, they might give you some uh, variation of it. But if you don't come back and know case law, then then you're, you're going to be screwed. Okay, so... Please make sure you study case law as well as updating to the latest case law so you stay uh, up to date and on top of things, okay? All right, number eight, uh, failure to study policy. Learn it and apply it. If you don't, then you're going to get in trouble with your department and that's not good for your resume, okay? So simple, right? Number nine, talking on the radio, please shut up, okay? Don't tell the whole story. The whole story, uh, there's a lot of uh, officers out there that like to tell the whole story. Just important facts, short and to the point. That's what you need to know. And number 10, don't take your training personal, okay? Uh, FTOs are going to be hard on you. The senior officers are going to be hard on you. They're going to correct you. Don't take it personal. They just want you to see you succeed, okay? That's their job, and they're going to do it. And let me give you two bonus ones. So... Failure to ask questions, that's going to, like I mentioned before, that's going to be a problem. So please ask questions. It doesn't matter what type of questions. And the last thing, please be honest. If you make a mistake, own it. Tell the FTO. He should be the first one to know what mistake you made. And the thing is, if you, we find out that you lied about it, that's a problem. We don't like liars, and that means that I cannot trust you. And if I cannot trust you with little things, how would I trust you with my life? So just think about that. Okay. Okay, so going back to the uh, asking questions, there's no dumb questions, okay? The only dumb question is the one that you don't ask. So please, your FTOs are right there to teach you and uh, to give you whatever uh, experience they have, whether it's 20, 25, 30, 40 years, whatever it is. They're going to compress it and put it together and give it to you, okay? So make sure you ask questions. If, uh, if you don't pick their brain, uh, you might miss some information. Again, remember, it's... If it's like, for example, for us, three months, three months of information that we need to give you so fast, right? And I need to, I've been an officer for seven years. So I need to give you seven years in three months 
So I might miss something. Okay, it happens. We're all humans. So pick their brain and something might come up where they forgot or they uh, they didn't touch base on. So please ask questions. Now let's switch topics and talk more about um, practical things. And let's jump into traffic stops. Now traffic stops are one of the most dangerous things that you can do in your career. Remember, you're walking to the unknown. The person knows where the weapons are. Okay, they know they can escape or they can use that uh, uh, vehicle itself as a weapon. So remember, officers are injured during traffic stops and and uh, uh, things like that. Right. So make sure that you know uh, traffic stop basics as well as uh, uh, other tactical approaches. Tactical uh, approaches for traffic stops are universal. Okay, so depends on your environment and your uh, sometimes the policies of your department but you might have to change the approach. Number one rule like we talked about before is officer safety. You need to go home no matter what, so officer safety is your priority. As I mentioned before, majority of traffic stops are performed the same way throughout the nation with all police officers doing them. So some of the officers approach from the driver's side. I mean, there are some advantages and disadvantages depending on the environment and what's happening. And uh, I prefer to approach uh, when I can on the passenger side. So now I'm going to give you a visual of what I'm talking about. The way I perform traffic stops is uh, on this manner. Before I I actually um, stop the vehicle, what I do is I look at the vehicle. I already saw the violation. I'll, I'll grab the radio. I'll call, you know, my, uh, my unit, unit number three. And dispatch goes, go ahead. I call the plate. Adam Boy Charles, one, two, three. We're going to be stopping at the 10,200 block of Main Street. Even if we're not stopped, I'm telling her that. So at least we have a, a relative location just in case he suddenly stops to start shooting or something, whatever happens. At least she has uh, partially where, where I am. Put the radio back. She already is running the place. So I'm getting the return. If it, At this time, I'm, I'm, I haven't started my uh, license sirens yet. So that way, dispatch can run through my, the computer to the MDC, the uh, license plates. Then I can have a if if the vehicle is stolen, then I can get a hit right away and just don't go like a dumbass and approach, you know, and get killed. So let's say it doesn't come back to anything bad. It's all good. Okay, I turn on my lights, pull over the beak, and then I uh, I can update if it's too far away from my initial location where I called it out. I can update dispatch. If not, then I just keep it within that range. And then I approach B. The advantages of doing the passenger side is, especially at nighttime, is the majority of the people, because of movies and all this stuff, they're going to be waiting for you on the driver's side. And I've seen this before. What I, you know, I create that, what remember from the academy, the wall of light, you know, so you either have all that light, they cannot see, you know, what's going on. They're always looking for me, and I can see in, in the side mirror. They're looking for me. Then I knock on the, on the window over here, and they're always like, Ooh, hey, I didn't see you there. That's what I'm looking for. I want that they, they get, if you can say, scared, because they didn't see me where I came from. Another tip for you guys is don't approach the vehicle right away. This way, when you approach uh, passenger side, you get out of the vehicle again, come from behind, your vehicle from the trunk walk forward if something seems odd stop 
Okay, you have plenty, plenty of time. They run on your time. You don't run on them, on their time. You can see the vehicle. You can see if they're making sudden movements, if they're hiding something. Uh, uh, there's a video from Ohio, and I'm going to try to find it, and I'm going to put it on, uh, on so you can watch it. Uh, I, the officer was on the passenger side the whole time, and the bad guy didn't never notice until the shootout started. And nothing changed. You're going to keep going around your vehicle through the, in like the back of the trunk to, towards the right side, and you're going to approach the passenger side. Again, you once you approach the passenger side, you're going to go to your eight steps, and you're going to do the whole thing as normal. You're going to be looking at uh, the vehicle when you get out. And this is why I'm, I'm letting you know. So when you get out of the car and you go towards the back, if the person just happens to get out of the car and start firing at you, you're going to have the protection trunk, the engine block, the middle of the vehicle, and also you're going to have cover and concealment. You're going to have both. Okay. So remember, some parts of the vehicle are going to be covered. Some are going to be uh, concealment. Okay, you can fire through the windshield, uh, through the back window, through the windshield, through the front, or you can go around it, like I'm going to show you right here. So you can see, you can go around and you can fire through uh, the vehicle, okay, through the vehicle or around the vehicle. So you can see the animation right here. You can move to the side and the person will, it's, it's dynamic, everybody's going to be moving, but you can fire shots from the behind the vehicle and through a, a part of the, you're gonna have a little bit of protection, okay? Not a lot, but you're gonna have a little bit of protection. So this is way better than to be in the front of the car where you don't have any protection at all. This is the way I do uh, my traffic stops. It gives me a little more uh, confidence and uh, protection versus the other way uh, in my first academy, that's the way they told me to approach uh, driver's side every time, no matter what. So that can get you killed. Again, uh, passenger side could get you killed too. Uh, it's just a matter of circumstances and your training. It all depends on your FTO and in your training, okay? So make sure you, you pay attention to all that good stuff. Finally, I'll be adding the uh, PDFs to, the, uh, to Facebook, okay, for you guys to download it. And uh, I'm going to actually put them on Google Drive with a link so you guys can download it for your FTOs. So some of them are Spanish, English uh, uh, wordings that you can use. You know, I know there's a, a lot of population, Hispanic populations in different uh, jurisdictions. So this can help you out. And uh, another thing is just rookie rules that I use for my uh, uh, new PPO, new recruits. Okay. So this is, as, let me leave you in this podcast with a scenario question. All right. Please, this is for all the veterans, new guys, PPOs, anything. If you're law enforcement or if you're not, if you want to research it, this is for you. So let me give you this scenario question. Officer pulls over a vehicle for a moving violation. The driver opens the window about two inches and states he doesn't have to answer any questions from the officer unless his lawyer is present. The window is not completely clear since it has window tint. The officer is unable to see inside the vehicle because this is nighttime, okay? For safety, the officer asks the driver to step out of the vehicle. The driver refuses unless the officer states a law that says otherwise. Which case law states officers can ask drivers to step out of the vehicle? Please answer below on the comments. Research, research, research. All right, and let me know how 
let you know if you got the answer correctly. So in the meantime, please be safe. Watch your six. And I expect to see you here next week.